One, two, three. The following podcast comes to you through Podbean.com in the artist realm with Sylvia Stein. Here we go. Good afternoon and welcome to In the Artist Realm with yours truly. Um, I am in the author Sylvia Stein and so welcome to In the Artist Realm with Sylvia Stein. Um, today is the one-on-one. It was supposed to come on Friday, but I'm bringing it to you all today. So I'm going to go ahead and get started with the In the Artist Realm one-on-one interview starting with myself and I hope to be bringing you more one-on-one interviews every Friday through this podcast and uh, aside from Wednesdays you'll have me bring you every every Friday bring you an interview with a different type of artist so that's my hope for the new changes coming to in the artist realm so thank you all for being with me today I wanted to talk about you know a little bit about myself to share with you guys um, about who I am how I got started so I thought this would be a nice way to get started with everyone. I'm trying new things with the GarageBand, so um, I apologize for the little delay on the music and, and stuff. I'm still working with some stuff, and some of it I ha- I just happen to have a lot of fun with, so this is why. But anyway, um, I wanted to begin with the going back to the you know um, the beginning of how I started uh, as a in the author so um, I I wanted to you know to just kind of give you all a my take on a you know on the way I began how things you know st- uh, started for me from the beginning so I'll begin with that so let's uh, let me get get started uh, with that Okay, there's no, there's, doesn't need to be drama there, but um, wrong, wrong sound effect. It's just uh, we're starting with my, <laughs> with how I began. So, a little bit of humor there. I hope everyone got that one. And uh, um, I will begin with the. Here we go. <laughs> okay, some of it. Uh, yeah, like I said, I'm having too much fun with this uh, Garage Band stuff. So, anyway, let's begin with the with how I got started, the one-on-one. I got started, um, first and foremost, um, my early beginnings is I was, I started off, you know, with a bachelor's degree, with a major in Spanish, minor in English, uh, back in Bronzeville, Texas, at UTB at Bronzeville, which is connected to the one in Austin, the University of Texas at Bronzeville, but this is connected to UTB, TSC, Texas Southmost, but um, it became UTB at Bronzeville. So I got my degree back in December of 2000. 
This was back in Bronzeville, Texas. I moved to North Carolina when I, uh, well, I met my fiance um, in Nashville, and then uh, I, uh, you know, uh, Jeremy, and uh, then I moved to, uh, I, I came to North Carolina in 2003, and I started, uh, I got a, cap, uh, a job in Spanish position uh, because I speak Spanish fluently. I grew up bilingual back in Texas, so everybody back home is saying hello to everyone in my in the valley or el valle as I call it. Um, and uh, I uh, I uh, started teaching Spanish in uh, in the Catholic schools where I was working towards my North Carolina teaching license. I taught at uh, St. Raphael Catholic School for about three and a half years and then I went on into the I went into the public school sector and I taught um, one year at uh, Wake uh, Wake Elementary Wakefield Elementary School and then I taught uh, my last year as a teacher was a year with East Millbrook High um, and I taught at the uh, uh, junior high um, East Millbrook Magnet Middle and uh, I taught there so overall I had seven years of teaching um, that I did which I, I really enjoyed I taught Spanish and um, I really enjoyed mostly the you know in the elementary level not that the junior highs don't but the middle the elementary level children seem to be more engaging uh, when it comes to Spanish not that the middle schools don't but I really I really it, it's it's very different you know everyone's different but you gather a lot of a lot of excitement with the youngsters and because they're learning a new language and the middle school also but um, in any case I taught seven years and I enjoyed teaching Spanish and, and uh, I really you know have a pat had a passion and still have a passion for teaching it whenever possible but I always, in the back of my mind, because as a, as a young kid, I always enjoyed reading. Reading was always a big part of my life and, you know, books and whether it was the Laura Ingle Wilder books, Nancy Drew books. And then I grew up and, you know, the literary world with the F. Scott Fitzgeralds and the, you know, um, William Faulkner and the, you know, uh, Emily Dickinson, Jane Austen, you know, different types of of, of, of authors that I enjoyed and then as I, as I got older I got into you know Jody Peacolds and 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 the John Greens and the you know and the Gillian Flynn's and the Stephen King's and you know so many and then I got more into the independent authors that are really good also you know you meet new authors as we go so I've always been you know very eclectic that like we are in music but with books at different styles I've I've always admired all genres and, and, and I'm respectful of them. And uh, of course we always, uh, you know, levitate to different ones, but being an editor also, you know, I've, I've learned to be more open-minded about different genres as well. So, and then you find out that you really, you know, you really do like it and you just gotta give it a chance. So that's, that's the way I work. But in any case, I have always loved writing and reading was a big part of it. And when uh, the hiring freeze happened with uh, back in 2008, 
I went back home with my uh, husband after being in North Carolina for a while. We went there for about 10 months. My grand, uh, grandmother passed away. We needed to help out and my grandfather, you know, was ill. So we wanted to get all that situated. And then we came back to North Carolina and I, I had started a customer service job back in Bronzeville, Texas, and I did that for a while, but something was always missing. And I can still remember speaking to my mother-in-law. Um, you know, she gave me great advice, Kathy Stein. She's a great artisan and future writer and, you know, all of that. Um, and she said, you know, you got you to gotta work on what you want to do. What is it that you you know, work on something you love because she started, you know, her business designing dragonflies and started creating, you know, different things like scarves and, you know, working on her art. And, you know, she's a great artisan, you know, and, and she would always say, you need to work on something, start, you know, find something you love and work on it. And at the time, for some reason, I, I thought business, you know, I wanted to, I had a daughter, you know, uh, my, cause I have two boys and a little girl and, in 2009, I had my daughter, Connie, and, um, you know, my sons, Paul and Michael, came before that, you know, 2005, 2006. and 2009, I had her, and um, I stayed home. It was the first time that I was just at home. I had always been out of the house working, doing, so I kind of, you know, had a lot more time, and at the time, I thought, okay, I'm going to try to do some business courses, and go into business and, and work on a business type of thing. But for some reason, you know, you know, God, I, and my faith is a big part of it. God has other plans. He directs you to where you need to be. So I remember um, finally getting into Facebook after my husband had an account. I finally set up my own account. Um, and, uh, and I remember meeting several people online of the World Literary Cafe I met Melissa Foster. She was very positive. She's a best-selling author, and her group and uh, all these wonderful uh, authors that I got to meet through her. Um, and uh, she incur, you know, she was very encouraging about and supporting authors. And she, t you know, I remember listening to her and about being a mom, and you know, and then starting her writing career and all of this stuff. It was very encouraging to me, and I just kept. You know kept that in the back of my mind I wasn't sure what's was gonna happen and I remember one day getting all down on myself and uh, this was back in to at the end of 2011 uh, no 2010 st start of 2011 and I, my husband had a serious talk with me you know he's a very supportive guy Jeremy you know Jeremy Stein he's a wonderful husband hard worker great father awesome you know part you know husband I'm very glad that I have him in my life and uh, I remember him saying you know I know you you want to write you can I can tell you want to do it now why don't you just do it if you don't you're never going to so though even though there was a little harsh and he was a little hard you know hard on me on it 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 was what I needed to kind of shake me off this negativity of oh boo-hoo it's me I, I don't know what I'm doing you know, life is hard and, and I, life is always hard because, you know, as a mother, as, as, as when we work and everything we do, there's always excuses as to why we can't do things, but we, we, we must do them. So then I looked into, I, you know, I remember talking to another author friend who had uh, gone to school and, and for her writing and 
I already had my bachelor's, but my husband said, well, why don't you go for your master's? Uh, look, you know, what you want to do. And I looked up colleges and I saw Southern New Hampshire University. I saw the commercial, the ads I called and I, I really liked it. And I enrolled in, the, you know, in at SNHU in 2012. But before that, um, at the World Literary Cafe, they had this contest of to pitch uh, your your book to these uh, book doctors. And I remember seeing it on the uh, World Literary Cafe and on uh, Melissa Foster's site. And I was really excited. I wanted it because I had started writing this thriller that I wanted to do and I'm still working on now because you know it, it, it's built up since then and I remember being so excited and I and it was kind of like that sign that I needed and I entered it and although I didn't win I remember purchasing the book with for David Henry Sterry and his, his wife Ariel Ekstad and I, I hope I didn't mispronounce it and if I did I'm sorry and I remember uh, pitching it to them and I won a consultation with Mr. Sterry for David Henry Sterry for 30 minutes and he was able to kind of advise me, you know, give, one of the first things you need to do after reading my pitch, you know, he said, get into a writer's group, give, let them give you feedback. And so I, I remember uh, joining LinkedIn and I remember getting these messages from a writer 750 group and and uh, getting into this contest monthly, on a monthly basis that you just write, that was the whole premise of it. So I started working on some stories there. And I remember um, meeting, uh, finally getting encouraged and the uh, person in charge, you know, she told me, you know, just write, you know, see what you can come up with and no pressure and, you know, we'll work from there. So I started doing them and because she saw how I was trying to do them on a monthly basis. She said, if you want, you can work on the rest, work two stories a month. And I, I'm thinking about doing this anthology with everyone to get us started in writing. So I, I joined that. And then of course I, I started school in 2012 at Southern New Hampshire, started taking my, my first classes. The first course I took kind of discouraged me a little bit. It was one of the preliminary courses I had to take before I got accepted into the program. And um, it was a very difficult course. Um, I, I guess I, because I hadn't taken courses in a while, I thought it was going to be simple. And I found out it was a lot harder. And uh, me and the, the instructor kind of clashed or it seemed like it. I was always bothering my advisor, my academic advisor. And Luckily, I had a really wonderful academic advisor, Meredith, she, her, that was her name, and she was wonderful, and she encouraged me to keep going, and I, I got through the class, and she said, it'll get easier, don't worry, you'll, you'll see that your other classes are, you're going to come, come to your own, and I got a lot of encouragement on that, so I kept going, I didn't stop, and I took my creative writing courses, and I'm glad I listened to her and I listened to my instincts as well to work harder. And after that, I never struggled after it. I, I did my work. I got into a, a, a you know, a, a schedule at the same time, you know, I was working with the writers group, you know, thanks to the book doctor's advice, thanks to the WLC, Melissa Foster, you know, very encouraging as well. And, and I started doing the anthologies and 
in February of 2013, my son's birthday, Valentine's Day, we published our first book of and of stories, and I had four of them, which were the Giant Tales books. And I kid you not, that was just no matter how many times you publish, to see your name in a book, you know, to the hard work that you do, and and we worked hard. And I know I've I've uh, back then. I, you know, there's you, you improve as you go every time. But I think the the encouragement from doing the anthology from one to the next. I did uh, the first anthology was entitled Giant Tales Beyond the Mystic Doors, and I wrote four stories on there, and then it was Giant Tales Beyond the uh, the Misty Swamp. And, and I, I wrote another four there. And then I went from there and I wrote several anthologies with the Giant Tales group. At the same time, I was working on my S Southern New Hampshire um, degree and, and it, it worked out. It was like everything fell into place. It was like I found the niche, everything that I wanted to, to, to do. The passion I had for writing woke up and something just woke up in me and I was I felt more empowered happier you know as a, a you know around you know in in everything as a mom as a wife as everything because I had always been missing writing not that I didn't love teaching because I did but I really wanted to to show what I like what I could do so then after doing several anthologies between 2013 and well 2011 really and through 2014 I finally started um, on my uh, I wrote a short story on one of my creative writing classes called closure and um, as I worked on it I remember getting encouragement from other um, from the World Literary Cafe the authors I met and Melissa had created Melissa Foster you know best-selling author uh, created the Melissa's Awesome support team where we would tweet out our, you know, different things for her and she would do stuff for us, you know, as authors to kind of promote our work and stuff. And I met some really wonderful authors there. And I, um, the encouragement from them and, and particularly a couple of authors there and, and my own people that I met through Southern New Hampshire, I, I got encouraged to publish Closure or to try to make it a novella. And I did, and <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> excuse me. Oh goodness, um, because of sorry, it's allergy season. Seems like I've had it all year, so my apologies. So because I did the, um, um, after being encouraged, I worked on the first drafts of closure. And, and then it was, it started off as a short story and one of my first creative writing classes with my, one of my professors, Mr. Schiffman, I think it was. And um, I, I wrote it in first person at the time, but then I was encouraged to do it in third person. So I did that novella and the drafts, you know, at first weren't, it wasn't easy. It was a lot harder than it looked. And I created my first solo novella, Closure which came which i was able to self-publish through amazon kdp because then you heard about amazon you could publish and everything and i uh published it and it came out july of 2014 
now at the same time and it it was so exciting to see that book come out and and I, I chose a really good designer and she's also an author Natasha Brown you know her covers are magnificent and it was just it was surreal like I, I had been looking for a cover and once I saw it I was like everything I, I thought of for Sarah the main character I could not shake uh, it was it was just so so exciting I, I could not believe that you know that I was able to get such a cover and and it fits so well with the storyline about this you know girl and her alcoholic father and and what she goes through because of, of the he's grieving they're both grieving the loss of the mother at, at an early age her father just loses his mind and becomes a big alcoholic and is abusive to her and I needed you know this you know to I created this story but at the same time and while I was going to SNHU the start of National Novel Month began and I began writing another novel or story because I had I had met with the SNHU writers group that I had started with and I, I, I was able to talk to this uh, a friend of mine who's also from SNHU and he's also become a dear friend, Christopher Barlett and other people in the group, but him and I interacted about clarity. And I, I had written a little bit of it, but it was mostly an out, like a chapter, but I didn't really have all the details. And then um, I remember before that, um, something tragic happened on a TV show of a character and the character passed, passed away in real life. And it was a really rough, rough summer. I remember James Gandolfini passed away and all this stuff had happened that summer. So then I started creating uh, clarity that that's what I called it at the time. And then it turned into a national novel month. I worked on titles. I asked for feedback and chasing clarity was what I what I created and that came out I, I finished it I did it did finish the 50,000 words it was a uh, the draft was all over the place and actually it, it I started it in in that no November of 2013 and I didn't get it done till the following um, I think it was October uh, like maybe September of 2015 October was when I had the actual the actual manuscript uh, Done and it came out October of 2015 October 8 of 2015 so it and it, it went from a third-person narrative to a first person and the main character was Mia and her loss of, of, of losing her first love and trying to move on with her life and then there's you know in New York from Michigan to New York and and there we created a new story so so you know at the same time you know I had closure then you know chasing clarity and I, I started gaining followers of Facebook and interacting you know getting reviews and you know getting my name out there and interacting in author events and there you know getting onto blogs and speaking about my books and you know and, and encouraging others to you know kind of like the indie world and where I've been and what it's done for me um, because a lot of times I think we have this I don't know some uh, type of uh, a label that 
when you're an indie author, um, you're, you self-published and, oh, you self-published your book through Amazon. And I guess because there's been, you know, and, and yes, I, I have noticed on some of our the books, you know, you do need to correct your your grammar, your typos and stuff, mechanical stuff. But, you know, uh, I have worked harder to try to produce better work as far as getting it, you know, getting it to where it needs to be. I'm actually working on re-editing Chasing Clarity and possibly adding a, a epilogue to it and getting it to where it needs to be. You know, some, the, the thing is, and that's for another day, but I mentioned it on the final, uh, the eight tips I gave for a final draft, I think I recorded, is you need to find and research a good editor. Make sure you get a good one because it it does, you do need to go through the changes as and go through it all, but you also need to make sure that the editor does, you know, you, works with you. Uh, on your story and and works on it good. I was able to find a good editor friend who uh, Helped me with it, but before that I had an editor and they were always you know They had a lot going on and I get it life happens We have that happen, but when you're gonna edit someone's work You've got to keep communication if you can't do it, then you need to let them know that's those are just you know a few tips I can give away with that because that is very important but now, like I said, you know, the I'm a, I'm a very proud indie author. I've met some wonderful, wonderful people. I've I've gotten encouraged so much throughout my writing career. Um, I'm able to now, you know, I've I've published two books, uh, solo books. I'm on my way to a third, which is the prequel to Closure, uh, the Diary of the Broken Father. I'm working hard on that, and hopefully, my thriller. Um, which will, which I had originally started with and that character so um, But those are a few things about me on this one-on-one -on -one interview through uh, with Sylvia Stein on this potbean.com. I appreciate Everything that you all have done for me today uh, uh, Listening for me today. I, I uh, look forward to bringing you more about myself and I encourage you all to write because I always write, never give up on your dreams. And uh, I hope you enjoyed this little bit about one-on-one -on -one of myself. And, uh, you know, I encourage you all to continue with your endeavors and your careers and in everything that you do because it's important. And, uh, and it, it's, it's an, you know, you need to encourage other writers as well as yourself. And again, uh, I appreciate your time. I'm working hard on my podcast as well. I'm happy to say I'm also doing the Huffington Post blog post. And I'm also uh, doing Odyssey Online. You know, um, and I, I couldn't have gotten there if I, if, without the encouragement of all the readers and supporters that listen to our podcast every day. And on another note, on a, not, on a kind of sadder note, um, I wanted to, to, I found out on Thursday night that a dear friend and author, um, Andrea Bugensky, uh, passed away suddenly. She had been, uh, she, she always had, was honest as she was in the podcast when I had her on. She had, you know, a heart, you know, condition and unfortunately it caught up with her Thursday night. It's unfortunate. It was shocking. It was, uh, she was one of the, the many 
wonderful uh, authors I got to meet through Melissa Foster's World Literary Cafe. Our heart, heart goes out to her, her family. I know it, 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 we, there was a lot of messages posted when a, another author friend let me know. I was so shocked and I'm still you know, dealing with that, which is the reason I wasn't here on Friday um, with the one-on-one -on, -one on Friday. But I wanted to dedicate this uh, episode to her and um, and like I said, you know, take the time to take care of yourselves, um, to to tell each other that, you know, uh, take the time to appreciate life. Andrea appreciated her life every day. She, she um, no matter, she always had a kind word, didn't matter what was going on, you know, whether she was, you know, dealing with, with all her health issues, she always had nothing but kind sweet words. She was a very talented writer. She spoke about her, you know, her struggles with uh, her heart condition on a book she wrote, uh, My Open Heart. It's uh, all her books are on Amazon. It's Andrea Buginski. Uh, and she was a fantastic YA author, uh, a fantasy author. And, and she was just magnificent. And, and we will forever miss her. But I didn't want to, you know, go away without saying that in my my thoughts, prayers, every everything goes out to her, um, uh, to her family, loved ones, friends, readers, and I didn't want to go leave this uh, podcast without saying that. I, I'm still getting a little emotional on that, and uh, and I wanted to say that you know uh, I didn't want to forget to mention that on this episode. But I thank you all for tuning in. I hope you will listen to you know to the. The writing tips for Wednesday and hopefully we'll bring you more one-on-one uh, -on -one interviews with other artists here in the artist realm and on that note I will let you go and I hope you've enjoyed listening to my journey as a self-published author or a new writer or established author just make sure to keep writing never give up because it it's something that if you're passionate about you'll keep doing it doesn't matter what happens so Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Or we'll, I hope you'll tune in next time. Thank you.